This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. It is Thursday. It is our second session with Mr. Jonathan Twomley. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Excellent. As always, whenever I talk with you, whenever I talk with you, I'm always doing great. Oh, that's awesome. So, hey, we teased this in the episode number one as we finished up. Uh, and we want to talk about single family homes because uh, that market is, um, I don't know what else to say, it is on fire. There's been some great numbers coming out the last couple of days. Uh, I think it is very clear, uh, in my opinion, still, that these idiots on YouTube University calling for a crash next year are wrong. Um, that you just can't get from where we are now to where they're calling. It's just mathematically impossible. But did you catch some of those numbers here in the last couple of yeah, days? I mean, the existing home sales up like 27%. Yeah. 26.6%. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just astonishing up, you know, compared uh, up 4% compared month to last month, month. Yep. up 20, almost 27% uh, year over year. And uh, the only Inventory. thing that's holding... Yeah, the only thing that's holding it back is inventory. People are extending how long they're living in houses. They're not, and th- I think this has to do a lot with the expense. It's sure. very, you know, you sell your place, where are you going to go, right? Yeah. So, this is this is a big problem. We're not building enough, so uh, so people are, yeah, you know, just staying where they are, you know, against what they'd prefer to be doing. Yeah. And because uh, the, uh, you know, the upgrade is so much, it's just That's, so expensive. That is the buyer we're missing. And I've, I've, yeah. I've come to that realization the last three weeks is I'm trying to figure out what's going on. When I, when I rewind the clock and think about the last 19 years of being a real estate, single family real estate investor, it's always the move up buyer that was kind of the one that was really the one that was moving the market, right? They're selling their first time little 1950s right. ranch and they're moving to that new build, two story, big garage, all of that. That's not happening today. You're getting new build buys, but that's that's class A renters going there. You're not getting that move up buyer. And just to put some numbers on it, the, the inventory is at 1.42 million. You may think that's a lot, but that's 19.8, call it 20% below last yeah. year. And it's that 2.5 months supply yeah. nationally. Exactly. It's two and a half months. Nationally. Even, even in, now, one thing that I saw that was very surprising was, you know, home sales, because we always talk about like the Northeast being kind of like mm-hmm. lagging and people are moving out and stuff. Home sales in the Northeast actually beat the South and the West. Yeah, it did. Right? And, uh, and I think it has to do with a lot of people sort of moving from the downtown cores out to the suburbs. Yeah. Renters right? to owners, man. I keep telling yeah. you that's, it's happening. Yeah. But in terms of that, like that, that move up, you know, demographic, like that's, that's me, like sort of stuck in, you know, yeah. like the gap be, between say, you know, it, like, you know, obviously most people want to stay in their neighborhood. They don't want to move someplace else. That's part of it. Like, yeah, you know, sure. we could obviously sell our place and move like 
upstate and buy you know like a mansion you, you could sell your place and move to like 48 states <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> true i know it's true right but that's not what we want to do right but, and, and most people are not making those moves even though they're, they're talked about a lot yeah it's not it's not it's not the move that the average person is making right it's, so yeah, the it's average not person a, wants... it's a family decision right you, you right. can't you can't just flippantly say i'm going to get my kids out of school and we're going to go live in you know some other state it's just yeah not exactly practical. unless you have like your job moves or what have you right but you yeah. know the people who are making those moves are like you know, young families whose kids are not in school or single people or, yeah. you know, what no happens. So, yeah. Yeah. But when you, once you've got kids in the school system, then basically you're like, you know, and you've got connections and friends and stuff, you don't really want to make the move. So you don't, yeah. So for us, it's like, you know, moving from, you know, first of all, for whatever reason, I think when they built housing in Brooklyn, you know, the, the typical thing is you build, well, it's not even, this isn't even in, in the old days, I mean, it still happens now. Basically, you don't, they're not, they don't build a lot of three bedrooms, right? Because they figure that by the time people okay. get up to a three bedroom, they're going to want to buy a house, right? Okay. So really you're building, you know, one bedrooms and two bedrooms and a little bit of three. So okay. across Brooklyn, there are almost no three bedroom apartments. So if you've got one, you know, we have friends who just listed their apartment sold in a couple of days because they had a three bedroom in our building, right? Because wow. there's so few three bedrooms. Uh, so your other option is a house. But the houses, like the gap between yeah. say, like a two-bedroom apartment and then a house with three bedrooms and a yard is so big. Yeah. And like, and I don't want to add to my, you know, I'm like really conservative and everything. Yeah. I don't want to add to my housing costs, right? I don't want to like leverage myself up. Yeah, it's the rat race. Just, just, to, just to live, right? That's crazy. I want to keep my expenses where they are. Yes. It's almost impossible to do that, even with cash in the bank. You know, which is why ultimately we just said the hell with it. We're just going to take this cash and just buy a house upstate. There you go. That's going to be our breathing space. But you know, we, that, that I think like I'm representative of that sure. market where you can't, it used to, the, the gap between saying going from the two to the three, the three to the four in the same area, wasn't so prohibitive yeah. that you couldn't do it. Whereas now it's, it's so prohibitive. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in the same boat. We, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's it's the same boat with a different story, right? I'm in a condo, which is all we could afford back in the late '90s, right? The houses, right? The gap between a, a condo or a townhouse, I guess it's called a townhouse yeah. and a single-family home was so large, and now it's five, six x, right? We we could, but yeah. we're not going to. We're not going to increase our monthly expenses. Yeah, like exactly. That. Like I, we, you Crazy. know, we could at this point, given the appreciation, we could probably sell our apartment for about a million bucks. But to move into a a house in our neighborhood literally doubled it. It's like oh, you're looking yeah. at $2 million at least. It's just right? silly. So yeah. it's, it's just like, you know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So yeah. um, that's, I think, and that's what's holding the market back. So if we exactly. had, if there was more supply coming on everywhere that, that kept the prices low and made the market more liquid, mm -hmm. you would have seen even more sales, I think. Oh, no question. Day. And again, let's just yeah. talk about some of these impressive numbers. Not only there's only two and a half months supply, but it's a record price appreciation, 313,000, 15.5%. And again, I, as I said earlier, and I battled against, there's YouTube entertainers out there calling for a 30 or 40% fall next year. Not possible, not possible. Uh, and then this has been the, even with inventory at uh, 1.42 million, 20% below last year, the sales rate, 6.85 million homes, was the rate it's the second highest the record ever was yeah. 7.1 million it's but, just crazy but see but what's happening also within those numbers the reason that the we have now a record median sale home sale price 
is because the upper end of the market, and we, we alluded this, to this in the last video, yep. the upper end of the market, which is still doing just fine, is moving, they're either trading up or they're moving from apartment to, mm -hmm. to, to house for the exactly. first time. And what you're not seeing is the starter home, right? You're not seeing the people moving into, yeah. you know, There's the hundred, the hundred, the hundred thousand yeah. dollar, you know, $120,000, 1950s, you know, two bedroom cottage, right? So, yeah. um, so the price, the median price is rising because of that, right? Mm -hmm. So, because of who's doing well in this economy and who's not. Yeah. So that kind of leads into, I guess, you know, how this affects the multifamily market and, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, so then just rounding out the single family, we'll talk about multifamily in our next and final video. Single family is on fire. I don't see anything slowing it down. I mean, the only thing that will slow it down is the rise in rates. And I don't see that certainly this year and I don't see it next year. Yeah. And the interesting too, too, that, you know, so we had a record number of sales. The, the last time we had this many sales and this, you know, big a jump, the, the supply was actually two times what it is now. Exactly. Right? So that, that I think is kind of underlying your point about a crash because the supply is so limited yeah. that it, it's going unsatisfied now. And I think it would take something major for, people to stop, you know, for that small number of people, relatively speaking, to stop mm -hmm. buying, right? Yeah. So I think, I think that, and you're right, as long as interest rates stay low, I don't see what would stop this other than like really the economy tanking because COVID gets so far out of control that we just have to shut everything down. Again. But again, let's just, I mean, that's, I've been thinking a lot about this. What happened last time we shut the economy down? Let's just go back to March. Everything stopped for like 30 days, right? Just yep. everything stopped. But then it was just more reason to want space. That's what started this yep. whole run up and it'll happen again. The people yep. that are still stuck in class A apartments and urban centers that didn't move the first time, they will look at this shutdown and go, I get the fuck out of here. I am yep. not doing this again. It'll, it, it, there's nothing that is gonna slow down single family homes next year unless interest rates double. Even COVID, getting wildly out of control. It'll be uncomfortable yeah. for a month, but real estate doesn't move that fast. And I, I think, you know, I think a lot of people have mentally made the decision to, to move. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and we've talked about this before, it has accelerated a trend that was already happening. So I think even with a, if, you know, there's good news about a potential vaccine or two that are out there, which and is that's more know, good news. Yeah. So but I don't think that will change things no. because for the people who have already made up their minds, right? Yeah, they're done. So who have said, who have just kind of mentally made the switch, like, hey, okay, I'm a, I'm a grown up. I don't need to live near the bars anymore. Like yeah. I can move out. Yeah, to once you make that emotional decision, yeah. it, the game's over, right? You don't go back, right? You don't so, go back. But at the same time, the people who are like, oh, the cities are over and no one will ever live here because the millennials all left. I mean, yeah. you know what's going to happen? What's happening already? We're seeing the trend already. Yep. Generation Z is moving out of their parents' basement yep. because the because the, the concessions are so juicy. Yeah, the distance. And, yeah. and now they're and they're going to come in behind them. And believe me, I mean, like, you know, landlords in New York City have been through this before. Exactly. Right. They they will slash prices and fill up those apartments, and you know they'll be yeah. back in business. So uh, we'll, we'll see all this play out over the next couple of years. But I don't think that I don't think home sales are going to slow down in the next twelve months. They just like, can't logic. I mean, housing yeah. doesn't move like stocks. The people that are yeah. calling for a housing crash thinks housing trades like stocks, and it doesn't. And and just one more uh, sort of axe to grind on this point is <laughs> sort of my personal bugbear. 
is, you know, people before a presidential election put off decision-making yeah. as if the outcome of the presidential election is going to have some kind of effect on, I don't know what, yeah. but housing did take a pause before the election. Yep. Right. And then day after the election, boom. Right. Yep. And, and the applications spiked way up. Yeah. I have and, down and, here somewhere. And, or, yep. I, and I want, and I'm just going to say, it, they didn't spike because Biden got elected. They just spiked because people freak out about elections. And then when the elections are over, they stop freaking out. Yeah. If Trump had been reelected, we same would have thing. seen exactly the same thing. People would have, there would have been a, another spike. So it just takes people's focus off for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But I've had this, you know, every, I've every seen this year, before yeah. every, every four years yeah. you get, you know, it's like word to the, you know, to the investor, like, Try not to be raising money right before a presidential election. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because if you can help it, right? Because yeah. you're going to have a lot of people who are just like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to hold on to my dollars. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, you know, I mean, if maybe the stock market, you might have some wild gyrations before, after, right? That happens. Yeah. But then the trend continues in the stock market too. You know, so if you're day trading, maybe this, yeah. there's, there's something important. That's why I'm like, in real estate. I don't do day trading anymore. Yeah. Kicked my but, butt 20 years ago. But if you're, if you're, if you're investing, like the, the demand for a multi for apartments is not going to change No, because one guy or the other got elected, exactly. but, but people get anxious. So Try not, try not to time your your raise for right before presidential election is the is the lesson. that's the okay. net of that one. Huh? Very yeah. cool. All right, Jonathan. Well, this has been fun. Single family. Um, I'm I'm very happy. Single family investor. I'm glad I own a bunch. <laughs> <laughs>